Amy Ingerbretson here, professional skier, dog mom, cat lover, amateur podcaster, and your host for Warren Miller Entertainment's Long Underwear. We're going to get to know the skiers and riders in this year's film, Face of Winter, presented by Volkswagen. Nothing is off limits except for one rule. After introductions, there are no more mentions of skiing or snowboarding allowed. We are going to go beyond the curated Instagram pages and dig deeper than just the stories of getting sponsored. It's time to strip off the layers and get to know the person underneath the gear. Welcome to Long Underwear. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Long Underwear. I'm Amy Ingerbretson, and today on the podcast, I have the elusive, mustached, hop-turning Marcus Caston. Marcus, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thanks, Amy. Hi, ski people. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you're kind of like a Warren Miller favorite, is what I would say, like from the outside-inside position I have. Oh. Yeah. And uh, you're, a, you're a cover boy, I'd say. Try. You try. try. I know yeah. you try. Those are some of my favorite things. I know. I know yeah. you try because I try. Yeah. And you, you're better at it than me. So no. how many Warren Miller movies have you been in? You know, I should have an answer for this question by now, but a lot. Um, it's like five or six now, which is crazy. That's cool. Because um, it doesn't feel like feels like just yesterday. I know. That's I said that the other day. Of like, it doesn't get any less special. No, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. No, I still like to sit down and watch. You know, my segment every time. And, uh, it's just like every time it's kind of crazy. Like, oh my goodness. So this year you were yeah. in Ingleberg, which yeah. I, Ingleberg is like my favorite place I've ever been. How yeah. was how was it? It's one of my favorite places too. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's like this little. I mean, it's exactly what you think about a little Swiss town in the mountains. But yeah. the mountains, the, the skiers right there. To me, what's cool about it is it has the scale of a European resort, but like the lapability and vert and like kind of downhill skiing possibilities of a North American resort. That's true. There's a good mix. Yeah. There's a really good mix where you can ski, you know, on piste and um, the trails kind of wander. And so you're not, you're not totally out of bounds if you're skiing off piste, mm-hmm. but you can. Well, that terrain right under the, t- the titlis. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Gondola. And does it still rotate? In oh, yeah. So yeah. it makes a full 360 yeah. degree rotation from like, top to bottom. Totally. Which is like a little weird to get used to, especially that first one in the morning. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. tough. But, uh, yeah, no, exactly. And then, like, that's a glacier right underneath mm-hmm. it, right? So you're skiing around crevasses and stuff, but you're still kind of in the resort. But it's, I think I think that zone's really cool. I mean, that's where there's all kinds of really cool airs, and then there's the huge cliffs. The Jamie Pierre yeah. cliff is right in that zone. And Julian. Jul- Julian, yeah. too, yep, of course. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And I've hiked up there and then skied down the other side. When were you there? I don't know, a long time ago. It was my first ever, like, big official ski trip was to Engelberg. Oh, wow. And it blew my mind. Yeah. And that was where my first cover came from. Really? Mm-hmm. Sick. Where was it? Who, who shot it? Markowitz. Uh-huh. Yeah, Scott Markowitz. It was, it was really cool. Yeah. I loved it. I what, who it. all were you there with? So, I, uh, my friend Johan, who skis on Blizzard, we're on the same team. And he, He's he lives Swedish, there. but he lives in There's Ingelberg. a lot of Swedes that live in, live in Engelberg. Yeah. Yeah, I think they come down get out of the dark maybe yeah something. But, I could see it um, so he lives there and a couple years ago he said hey you gotta come come over and uh, shoot with Oscar and mm-hmm. Ander and Oscar just, also shot during yeah. the film he was yeah. shooting fo- photos yeah exactly and so I just had coffee with him actually since in town oh, in he Salt is? Lake. yeah he should come um, to the movie tonight yeah um, so I uh, yeah I went over there shot with them like had a blast 
And, and then, then you guys went to some ski races? Yeah. Well, this was like a couple years ago. So now I've been going. Oh. So I've been there a couple times now. Every every year it's kind of like, got to go. I really want to go this year. Yeah. Let's go. Oh, let's do it. I, I have Connery Lundin is hooked too. So this Easy. is a public shout out. Shout out. Yeah. Let's well, do it. So that's kind of, it's not such a funny story. He, I know. He, uh, he was supposed to go with you. Yeah. He was supposed to come on the trip and then got injured. Well, actually our other friend Annie was supposed to go and she got injured. And then, so we invited Connery, and then he got injured. So it's like it's kind a cursed of like, trip. Yeah. <laughs> but it came together good. Yeah. So and you were there filming with, was it Tom Day and Jeff Wright? Yeah, that's right. Did you know Jeff Wright's my roommate? I did not know that. Yeah. He's my roommate out in Tahoe. That's awesome. Yeah. He's one of my kid. favorite humans. Yeah, Tom totally. Day, too. So, okay, so we're not supposed to talk about skiing for too long, but I want to talk about skiing for one more second. Okay. Like, seriously, dude, what's with the hop turning? Like, where did this come from? Have you always only hop turned? Or, like, did you just decide that, like, this was speaking to you? Or, like, because, like, it's awesome. People love it. I love it. I'm impressed by it. <laughs> but it's just, like, you're kind of the only dude that skis like that. Like, yeah. what, what, why? No, I, I'm not the only dude, though, I think. Well, my dad skied that way right. back in the 90s. Right. He was extreme. No, so I think, like, I always, yeah, I always skied that way. So I grew up racing at Snowbird. Mm -hmm. And I think all the kids that also grew up racing at Snowbird, we all skied that same way. Why? It was, were you just, like, obsessed with Scott Schmidt or? No. Because, like, as a kid, I don't like, our people we were looking up to weren't skiing that way. They were skiing fat skis already. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It's just kind of everybody skis that way. I don't know. Like, maybe we just learned it from our coaches. Our coaches skied that way, so we skied that way. Do you think it's because you um, were, like, free riding on your race skis and stuff? Yeah, maybe. That could be it. Yeah, maybe. That, that just clicked a little for um, me. Yeah, I don't I don't know how it happened. but And honestly, I didn't really even know I did it until I started watching, like, a video of myself skiing. But you spend, like, like, more time out of the snow than in the like, snow. I was like, why am I so hoppy? I didn't <laughs> know, even know I did that. <laughs> So, I mean, I like, I kind of want to do more of it. So it wasn't like really a thing until it became a thing that I just ran with it. Until so. you realized that like everybody loved it. Like the ski industry would. Well, it just kind of became a point. Like, you know, I'd go to ski movies and look at photos and magazines and there was just nothing that related to me. Mm -hmm. And like, I consider myself a skier, mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of the, one of the only, th it's the biggest thing I got going for me. You know, it's like all I do. And so, you know, I'm a skier, and yet when I look at ski movies, ski magazines, there's, like, nothing that did anything for me that spoke to me about it, you know? So it's like, there's something kind of, there's some disconnect there. Yeah, I can see and, that. I mean, I think it's admirable to have style. I think that skiers that style and touch aren't as fun, and your style is extremely strong and recognizable, and it's, like, a good touch. I'm into it. Thanks. Well, so... But I'm just impressed sometimes by yeah, so the I mean, level of hot turkey. So it's not just about <laughs> me, you know, like all the people that I grew up with and th that I'm surrounded by, they all ski that way. So I was like, well, there's got to be others out there that are feeling the same way I do. It's just about not having, you know, being represented in the ski world. So I kind of just ran with that, I guess. I think I want to ski with you more at Snowbird this year. Oh, please. And have it, have, have some hop turning in my life. Yeah, I'd like to ski a squaw with you, but... Yeah, yeah, but then you came out to squad to ski bums, which is like my favorite thing, and you didn't invite me, so I'm never going to let you let it down, live it down. No, I'd love you to come. It's fun. I really enjoy skiing Snowbird and Alta, but your home mountain, as you know, like squad is just my favorite place to be. Yeah. I feel at home, and I love when people come. Yeah. Well, and you, there. and you got all the lines down, you know, if you, totally. if you make you gotta the, come out and ski. the you left around this trip. 
Anger breath. It's my it's line in the fingers named after my dad. And uh, it's awesome. It, I think it would probably be a line you would like the most in the fingers because really? it has it um, has the most like moves in skiing. It's not just like an air. Cool. It's a good one. That's right. In the fingers. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's classic. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember the exact story that when it got named after. It was an, an extreme comp that was happening back there in the... 80s, I think. I wasn't oh, even. Cool. I think I was a little tiny baby. See, but that's the thing too. Like an extreme comp, right under the lift. Like that stuff you don't see anymore. Yeah. You know. So it's like try to bring in some some sort of you know, skiing that people can relate to. Yeah. You know, everybody could watch a comp like that and then go just ski that. Yeah. Like we're now. You can't. Most of the stuff you see, you can't go do. I know. It's kind of that mix of aspirational and attainable. So that's kind of cool. So that's kind of my whole shtick. Well, I like it, but uh, I'm over talking about skiing. Me too. Um, so from now on, it's the S word. We this don't is, say it. This is going to be hard for me. On the last episode, I told Dash that if he said the S word, he owed me a cookie, and he didn't say the S word. So um, if you say the S word, you owe me a cookie for every time you say it. So, oh, man, um, I do love cookies. <laughs> are you ready to move away from skiing for a yeah, little let's bit? let's try it. Okay. Let's see No it. more. All right. Here we go. Okay, so I... I want to know, like, on a normal day when you're at home, you're not skiing. Well, I said it. You no, said it. I owe you wait, a wait, cookie. I have a question. I have a question. I have a question. Okay. What if we're talking about, like, things that we do that have branched off from skiing? Like, <sighs> we can try. Okay. I want to really just, like, know about you when, like, you're okay. not on the hill. So, yeah. you're, so you have a normal day at home. Yeah. It's middle of summer. You're not on a film trip. Like, what's your favorite part of a normal day at home? Coffee. Coffee. Definitely. How do you make your coffee? Um, just in a big coffee pot. Oh, I'm you're, like you're a, a coffee pot guy. Yeah, I'm not a coffee There's snob. There's not that many of you around anymore. Everybody's everybody's a snob now. But Fair enough. You just yeah. watch me make AeroPress coffee. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just love coffee. It's like wine too yeah Ooh, no matter yeah. it doesn't matter if it's good wine cheap wine i'll drink you know red arrow, red. red yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, like it, it matters if it's white wine yeah, no <laughs> white but yeah good coffee bad coffee gas station coffee oh. i love it i love coffee that's amazing so, so that's you're a coffee it. lover without being a coffee snob i don't yeah. know if i've ever met anyone like that no, it gets me up in the morning i like just even the thought i get excited like if i if i like am up my first thought is coffee. Yes, <laughs> coffee. Okay, I like it. And so, yeah, I the, feel more, you. the more I can make, the better. I, so, I feel you. I don't love it when I'm forced to drink gas station coffee, but I will. But mm-hmm. I appreciate that you still love it. Mm-hmm. Coffee's coffee. So you're an AeroPress, but you put the cream in there. Well, I put the. I I don't like black coffee. I like my coffee blonde. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, I put milk or cream in afterwards. Okay. But yeah, I usually AeroPress. I do, I AeroPress wrong though. Like I do it like the cheater way. I'm like an attempted coffee. Like I think I'm just around too many coffee snobs and coffee connoisseurs to like just do pot coffee. Right. But I think the AeroPress tastes better and my favorite is pour over. So here, I I just learned something about myself right now. So yeah, I wouldn't consider myself a coffee snob, but I was totally judging you for putting cream in your coffee. Oh, so, so you're a black coffee. Yeah. You can drink gas station coffee black? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, no, I've never been a black. Sometimes I've finally gotten to the point where I will drink coffee if it's black, but I used to, like, if there wasn't cream or sugar available, I wouldn't drink it. 
No, I it's I wouldn't. You never, like the brunettes? I, would, I like the blondes. I it's okay. I would never ruin a cup of coffee by putting cream in it. Really? Well, no. Sometimes I do, but <laughs> not often. I don't do sugar Some, in my coffee sometimes anymore. Sometimes I'll treat myself. Yeah. Mm. Well, um, good to know. If I ever need to bring you coffee to get you out of bed, then it'll be black. Thank you. Um, okay. <laughs> my next question would be: Do you have a spirit animal? A spirit animal. Yeah. Yeah, Blue from the Jungle Book. No way. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really good, that's a really specific spirit animal. Yeah. Why? He's just so, like, carefree and happy. Yeah, and he has, like, his little dancing. Yeah. He's, like, funny. He's, I feel like he's comfortable in his own skin. Yeah. His own fur. Really. Well, so that, okay, so I have another question. Okay, you have another so question. So as a spirit animal, is it something that you, so Blue from the Jungle Book is, like, somebody, maybe I aspire to be more than somebody I am. Mm-hmm. Is that, a, is that still a spirit animal? I think so. Or is a spirit animal like somebody that you are? I think a spirit animal is an animal. For most people, it's not an animated character, but mm. it can be that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it just like embodies your spirit. Like yeah. I, I, I don't know what my spirit animal is. Like, you don't have one. Well, like, has it not, is it not a kitten? Well, I feel like it has to be some sort of a cat. But then, like, some days I feel like my spirit animal is maybe a giraffe. Right. Or maybe it's an elephant. Or maybe it's a llama. I feel like I always want my spirit animal to be whatever animal I just hung out with and I really like. So maybe I'm one of those. Isn't there, like, a mythical animal creature that just, like, morphs into other stuff? Like a Pokemon. Okay. I think it would be weird if my spirit animal was Pokemon. But... It would be totally weird. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you want that. I think my actual spirit animal is the um, duckbill platypus. And why is that? Um... Because it was my favorite beanie baby, and mm. <laughs> I do this really weird thing where I'm concentrating, and I flare my lips out, and I look like a platypus. <laughs> and also, they're just really weird and kind of like, I don't know, not like any other. Like, I guess I want to think of myself as unique, so. Mm. Do you still have beanie babies? No. Uh, no. I don't. I think I'm going to dress my dog up as a beanie baby for Halloween, though. They're yeah. kind of already. He's kind of already a beanie <laughs> baby. You don't need to dress him up. <laughs> totally. <laughs> So, I guess my next question would be, if you could snap to a totally different life, like mm. a completely different life than the one you're living right now, what would it be? Whoa. Uh, that's, that's a hard one. Um, good question. You know, I think maybe a surfer. Oh, that's a good life. Um, I would be a surfer. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Would you I'm, be a big wave surfer? Would you be like a... Trick surfer. I feel like you'd probably be like a slashy surfer. Yeah, slashy surfer, yeah. I think. Um, but I feel like I really relate to surfing, even though I've not. I've tried it twice. And, you know, I th thought I'd just, like, catch a wave, hop up there, and just be, like, really good at it. Mm -mm. And it's not so much like that. Mm -mm. It's um, hard. Yeah, it is hard. But people do it, so it can't be that hard. I don't know, dude. I've been trying to be good at surfing for, like, a decade, and I'm still pretty bad. Yeah. Well, like, how often do you go? I don't know, like maybe one surf trip a year, like 10 yeah. days of trying. Okay. And, I, I feel and at like, the end of 10 days, do you feel like you got a lot better? I always feel like I have a breakthrough and then I have to not surf again for right, a year. Right, so that's it. I mean, think about if you went for a month. I know. How good you'd get. Like, you'd be able I to don't know. I, I think I'm always impressing myself how bad I stay, but um, I, I think that it's definitely, surfing's one of those things where it's like you feel that moment where it's working. Yeah. And it's totally addicting. Yeah. You're like, oh, man, I got to feel that again. Yeah, I get that. But sur surf surf lifestyle, would you, like, live in your van? Would you live on the beach? Like, just never wear shoes? See, and that's the thing. I don't really know anything. 
I'm from Salt Lake. Like, we don't really have any kind of water around here. Yeah. And so, you know, that kind of, it's so foreign to me, and I'm so uncomfortable on the beach. Yeah. Like, I must, like, you know, I'm that kid that everybody's like, is that kid? Why is he wearing sweatpants on the beach? Or something? <laughs> you know, like, I just don't know what to, I'm so lost out there. I mean, I feel you. I was, two years ago, I was at the beach in L.A., in Manhattan Beach. I got rescued by Baywatch. Like, no joke, red buoy and everything. Like, seriously. <laughs> what were you doing? I was, <laughs> I was in a rip. <laughs> and I think they had their eye on me. Like, that lady has no idea what she's doing, can't swim, she's in a rip. And um, I was trying to get in, and it was really heavy, like, um, beach break. And uh, I got caught inside, and I was doing okay. My dad and Todd were, like, right there. Yeah. And finally, I, like, looked at my dad, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I need help. <laughs> and my dad looks at me. He's like, really? And then I, like, looked forward, and the guy was in the water, like, take the buoy. And so he, he rescued me. And, like, oh, they were on it. They were, they I were, never... they were at me the moment that I realized that I was in trouble, which I thought was really impressive. Oh, wow. Yeah. It is. Cause I just figured they weren't paying attention. Oh no. They, they can spot like ducks like me a mile away. I think. Crazy. Yeah. That's Todd saw the sirens on the beach and yeah. he was like, Oh no, I think there's a shark. He had a boogie board. And so he caught a wave in to like get in, <laughs> just left me to drown in the ocean. And then he sees me getting like drug up by Baywatch. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. No, water's terrifying. Yeah, I just... The ocean's scary. The ocean, rivers, lakes, I'm just yeah. not comfortable with water at all. Yeah. And so that's kind of a barrier to entry Do you feel like me, you're a good but, swimmer? But I want it. No. See, I'm a bad swimmer too. Yeah. We should find somewhere to take adult swim lessons. Adult, is that a but thing? like, I actually want to like start at the beginning. Because like, whatever I'm doing is not effective. Right. You're just kind of splashing around up there. Yeah, like I don't <laughs> drown, but right. I'm not swimming for exercise. Right, right. right. <laughs> but... So no, Serve like, your life. Yeah, I think I think so. Like yeah. I really want it, but I don't know how to get there. I don't even know how to start. That's kind of the that's kind of my problem. I think that Surf Your Life could be something that could happen later in life too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But, um, okay. My next question is I would like you to describe your perfect date. Perfect date? Yeah. Oh man. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> um I don't know. I'm such a child and I have such a, I, I don't know, perfect date, maybe just, well, it could be anything between just like hanging out. I'm not, I'm not a downtown kind of person. Okay. So it could be like a little picnic in the mountains. Picnic in the mountains is a good move. Yeah, picnic in the mountains. But I went on this really great date once where we went to Toys R Us and like just ran around, like played with toys. Just, like it was well. Just a regular old Toys R Us. Well, we were like kind of going to, we were going to a movie and... The movie started later than whatever, so we had an hour to kill. So we like ran around Toys R Us, and uh, it was great. It was so fun. That we sounds like, fun. Yeah, it was a blast. Hot. There's a in San Francisco. There's a big toy store, FAO Schwartz, mm-hmm. and we used to like go play in the toy store. And so I guess I can relate that. I like that idea. So this is the thing I've asked. I asked Forrest what his ideal date would be, and he kind of said the same thing, like picnic in the mountains. Yeah. And in my whole life of dating mountain guys, nobody's ever taken me for a picnic in the mountains. Oh, Amy. And like you guys are all like, oh, this is like the best date. Like You're just not dating the right guy. Oh, maybe. <laughs> Come on, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Another public call out. We're just calling people out on the podcast. Um, toys R Us. I like that answer, though. Playing um, with the toys. Yeah, I don't know. Kind of anything just like. It's, just for the moment. I, I like to stay in my element, I guess. 
I'm I get really uncomfortable when I get out of. Outside so you don't want to go on a date with like white tablecloth and like no, three oh courses. No, that's that's terrifying. <laughs> no way. Have you ever been uh, that would just, on any blind dates? See, that would never go well for me. Like, I already know that. You know, yeah. like, I would never... I can't play it cool. I'm not <laughs> that person. I can't, like... I just gotta... I gotta stick with what I got. And a picnic in the mountains where, like, I don't have to do anything. I can just let the setting, like, speak for itself. That's that's what I, I think is... Yeah, that's smart. That's what I'm looking for. That's smart. Play to, um, your, play to your strengths. That's a good motto. Good motto. Yeah. So you gotta step outside your comfort zone once in a while, but if I have to, if you have but to. I don't like it. <laughs> um, okay, I every episode of the podcast we're doing a game called Two Highs and a Low. Uh-huh. Um, it's something that I do a lot in my own life, like around the dinner table. Yeah. And so I want to know two highs and a low of the last year of your life. Nothing to do with being a professional yeah. athlete or the S word or the okay. mountains, like more just like your, I, I really like life. this. Um, so I run a summer camp with, um, can I say it? Yeah. <laughs> a summer ski camp. Okay. And one cookie. We, we show uh, each other a cookie. Done. Okay. Um, and we do this every night. Uh, high, low, what you learned at the dinner table. Nice. Everybody goes around. Yes. Nice. This high of the day, low of the day. Can't be waking up. That's a cop out. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so you yeah. know the drill. So then what I are the two it. highs? I like doing two highs and one low just because I like to think about good stuff more than negative stuff. Yeah, well, I think it's important to, you know, say you're low. Uh-huh. Usually it puts um, a lot in perspective. It does. Especially when your lows aren't that low. They're usually not. I mean, like, once in a while they are, but most days your lows are like... They can be, but then you kind of, it's a way to just get it out there and confront it, I guess. Sure. Put it out. Um, but yeah, a lot of times I'm like, oh yeah, my low was... Oh man, I didn't really have one. So, you know, it's your lowest high. Yeah. Call it. Yeah. It's your lowest high. Everybody's got a low. Two highs and a low. Um, Just like your personal life. Yeah. It's hard. I know. This is a hard question for me too. Well, I just spend so much of my time doing the forbidden thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so they can be little highs, little yeah. lows. What was it? Did you tell me. Let me. The two highs and the low of yeah. the last year of my life. Yeah, it's, it's hard because I knew someone was going to turn this around me on, on me at some point. But um, I think one high was I got to go on a surf trip to Nicaragua mm-hmm. uh, with my boyfriend, yeah. and that was awesome. And I think another high is my little dog Bill. Like every morning is a high <laughs> with him because he's just the cutest. I can't stand it. Yeah. And I think a low is, I guess a low is I think that. I don't know, like being fairly serious, I've been struggling with like a weird, like kind of negative mind pattern over the mm. last couple months, three months or so. And I think it's been hard to get over that for some reason. Mm. So I think that's a low, but acknowledging that and I've been like, okay, I've got to yeah, figure out a way to work through this. Yeah. So. Okay. So I like that and I didn't know exactly how to say it, but I'm kind of dealing with something similar, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if I'm dealing with something similar, but, but, um, experiencing, experiencing something. Yeah. Just kind of this, um, lull in energy uh-huh. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so I stopped drinking in the end of July mm-hmm. and you just kind of, you learn a lot about yourself. There's yeah. a, there's a lot of feels out there and, and if you're not drinking, you're feeling them all. Yeah. And you really got to confront them. Yeah. You know, so that's been tough. Um, I don't know if it'd be a low, but it's definitely just hard. It's yeah. definitely the hardest thing in my life. Yeah. Um, 
But maybe that's also kind of a high, too. Exactly. Because you're doing it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but on the same kind of page, like, because I'm not drinking, I have more energy in the mornings to go do things. And so I've been running a lot, which is something I haven't done in years. So I grew up playing soccer. Mm-hmm. And I used to love to run. Mm-hmm. And now, and I just, like, stopped doing it. We were talking earlier about just having going to these exercise classes and having a somebody be able to push you, mm-hmm. you know, growing up playing soccer. It's like, okay, five o'clock or whatever, soccer practice. Yeah, you gotta like, be I have there. to go. You yeah, got to be there. And now, like, I always had problems motivating to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I've been a lot better at that lately. Yeah. And I've been getting out and running and feeling a lot healthier than I have been. I'd say that's a high for sure. Nice. Is feeling. Do you say you're a runner or a jogger? Definitely a jogger. <laughs> yeah. Do I look like a runner? <laughs> Could go any, either way. No. No. Even if I <laughs> I'm try. a jogger, too. Yeah, definitely Hardcore a jogger. Hardcore jogger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So, another high? Um, when, oh, this fall. So, I, I got a truck, and uh, I built out the back. Uh-huh. And I've never, like, cut wood before or anything. <laughs> and so, I, I got a bunch of wood, and I built out a little platform, like a bed and some cabinets and stuff. Wow. And that was, uh, yeah, it took me forever because I don't know what I'm doing. Sure. Um, How did you figure it out? Did you use, like, when I can't, like, I use, like, YouTube and stuff. When yeah. Especially, yeah. like, house stuff I don't know how to do. Yeah, YouTube, and I'd get on Pinterest for, like, some ideas. But a lot of times I would just kind of, like, I didn't really have an idea going in. Mm-hmm. And so it was just building on top of itself. And mm-hmm. then, okay, this didn't work. This has got to go. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, now I did this. Now i got to redo that. Yeah. But that was a good month where I'd get really excited and I'd get up at well, 5 a.m. Well, probably felt good when you, like, finished it, too, huh? Totally. I want to I I see it. After yeah. we're done here, I want to yeah. see it. I don't know if it's ever going to be finished, finished. Right, right. You know, but um, that was really cool. I'd get up really early, go into my garage, put on some tunes, like, drink my coffee. Nice. And just start, like, planning just stuff. handymanning it yeah, up. Yeah, that was really fun because that was something I've never done. That's so a that cool high. Great. I love that. I have a love-hate relationship with Pinterest because, like, the DIY thing is, is really hard. Yeah. And I feel like everything, like, when I DIY, it takes, like, four times as long as Pinterest says. It never looks quite as good. I typically sustain an injury. Like, so successful DIYing is a big – like, for me, I, I really admire you See, for that. well, my problem with Pinterest is I don't know how to use it. So I <laughs> – You just I look like, at it. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're talking like there's instructions and stuff. Like, I get on there and I look at a photo – and then it would disappear. There's like all these other photos that pop up and then you click on it and then you can't get back to where you're It's going. a rabbit hole situation yeah. for sure. So I didn't even know, I don't really quite know what it is. I know that there's photos on there, but yeah. other than that, I don't really know how to use it. And it always t- is telling me to sign in and I don't have one. Maybe you should YouTube how to use Pinterest. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So last thing I asked you to think of a story, oh. a cool, awesome story about your life. Yeah. Um, what I do you got for I me? Didn't, I didn't think about it. <laughs> Come on. you got to have a story of something that happened sometime in your life when you weren't doing the S word. I'm not a very good storyteller, though. Really? No. If Maybe if, I'll get, if I can get going on it. I'll like, like if someone reminds you? Yeah. Then I, I don't feel like I have any stories that I could like spark your interest with that wouldn't have to do I know with you the forbidden asked, word. I know you asked me about it, but I didn't okay, think okay. about it. <laughs> what about instead of story? What about I'm not good at do, homework. Do you've got I'm like not... a couple like jokes? Oh man! Here I know they're go. all fairly like dirty, but let's just let's have some jokes. You want to hear a dirty joke? 
Sure, I want to hear a dirty joke. Okay. Maybe not quite as dirty as the one you told me last night, right. but... Three white horses fell in the mud. Okay. And they're dirty. Yeah. <laughs> I have a joke for you. Yeah, please. Um, you have to, like, actually do it, though. Okay, ready? Okay. yep. Knock, knock. Who's there? Smell mop. Smell mop. Who? Oh. <laughs> ew. Oh, man. That's a dirty joke. Ew. <laughs> Any other jokes? Um, yeah. All right. Knock, knock. Who's there? Control freak. Now you say control freak who? <laughs> okay, good. That's a good one. Yeah, I like it. Me. I like goofy little jokes. Yeah. People that know me know I only know cat jokes, really, and the smell mop joke. Oh, but I, oh no. I just caught myself. You were about to say the S word. Yeah, I got a, I was like, oh, I got a relevant joke, but it's not super relevant. It's right not now. relevant. No. Well, I like your jokes, and um, we've already rifled through more time than we were supposed to. I don't, oh, this nope. keeps happening. <laughs> So, um, good job. Thank you. Marcus Cassidy. You too. You're amazing. Oh, well, thank you. Where can people follow you or find you or interact with you? Ooh. Um, yeah, on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> at Marcus Caston, that's me. Yep. Um, or on Facebook at Marcus Caston, that's also me. Nice. You still do the Facebook. Yeah, is that, yeah. Good job. Is that bad? No, I think it's great. It's funny, more and more, the kids at the Warren Miller shows, I yeah, you can follow me on Instagram. They're like, dude, don't have it. Yeah, they're so, only allowed to have Facebook, maybe. Or Snapchat or something. It's, Snapchat I let go of, too. Snapchat was fun, though. See, I never figured that one out. It was never on there. Seems like apps maybe aren't your strong suit. No, technology <laughs> is a cruxy part of my life, really. Fair enough. Well, everybody, keep following Marcus, at Marcus Caston on some social media of some, por- some sort. Um, thank you so much for being here. It was wonderful talking to you. Thanks, Amy. Appreciate you. This podcast was brought to you by Warren Miller Entertainment, who you can follow on social media at Warren Miller ENT to keep the good times rolling. This episode was produced by me, Amy Ingerbretson, as well as Jesse Hackett and Jessica McGee from the Warren Miller Entertainment team. Art is by Barclay Wyrock, and editing and mixing were done by Jason McDaniel. Music from APM. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like and subscribe. Even better, leave me a comment or find me on Instagram at aingerbretson to shoot me a note. I would love to hear y'all's thoughts. Winter is basically upon us. Um, If you haven't yet, be sure to see Face of Winter presented by Volkswagen. It's awesome and will undoubtedly get you excited for winter. So get outside, have some fun, and we'll catch you next time on Long Underwear.